Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Episode 122, Hot Stove Edition of the Pod Part 2, I guess we could call it, Coomzy. We were all excited for transactions, and then a transaction happened, and we remembered just how jarring transactions can be. Yeah, and uh, we certainly had a big one today. Before we get into that, got to give some love to our friends at DoorDash, where you can use the promo code GAMEDAY25 to get yourself 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. Download the DoorDash app, enter the code GAMEDAY25. Teoscar Hernandez is no longer a Toronto Blue Jay. That sentence is, it, it is sad to me. It is. I think we, we, we are both of the same mind when it comes to Teoscar and that we think he's a a cool guy, one of the prime contributors on the team behind the positive vibes. You know, he's got yeah. the sunflower seeds. I imagine he was a major catalyst in the home run celebration jacket, that kind of thing. A very likable player. Mm-hmm. A really, he was good too. I mean, not, not was good. He is good. He's a good player. I mean, you know, he, in the COVID season, finished what, like eighth or 10th or something in MVP voting. He yep. was huge for them um, that year. Huge for them in 2021. Silver Slugger last year. It was a bit of a down year for him. He had the oblique injury in April in that game against the Yankees. It's hard to come back from an injury like that. Those things kind of linger. And then kind of the reality was, you know, Teoscar is one year from free agency and we hadn't heard a single rumble about a contract extension. You know, it's always Bo Vlad, now Alec Manoa, guys like that. There never really was any talk about, hey, Teoscar is going to be around for the long haul. It just, so when you kind of think about it that way, it's not tremendously surprising he was moved this offseason. No, it's not totally stunning. Like he was, I mean, we've even talked about it at times on this show. Do you do you make kind of a drastic move to the core? And while maybe this isn't as drastic as moving on from a bow or doing something crazy like that, he's still, like you pointed out, a very well-liked guy in that room and was still a major, major piece of this team. A two-time silver slugger, was an all-star, like you pointed out. Um, but yeah, I, I think him being a looming free agent this is kind of a move that it shows the front office still has an eye on not just creating the best team possible for 2023, but also making sure they can build a sustainable winner for five, six, seven years, right? Yeah, we've seen the the front office operate in this kind of way, and it 
it's been kind of viewed negatively among fans a lot. It's the Ross Atkins had his comments years ago about adding all these years of control. The Jays, you know, in 2018, 19 traded away veterans and added yep. 9 million years of control. And it was the quote kind of sucks. Cause it's a, uh, it's a, not a tremendously humanizing way to look at the team and the players. Like we all become attached to who they have, but yeah. As much as we want Rodgers to spend an infinite amount of money, go above the competitive balance tax, it's probably not something that's going to happen. So when you look at it within these confines, the fact that Teoscar was going to make something around $14 million in arbitration this year would cost more to keep around as a free agent after that. It's really not terribly shocking, again, that he's the one that winds up going. And we all said after the Jays lost to Seattle in the playoffs, okay, this lineup needs to be diversified. There are way too many strikeout heavy power hitting right-handers and someone's got to go. And they ultimately, again, they pick the guy who's closest to free agency. Well, and see, like I, I totally understand the trade. I am simply sad from a fan yes. perspective of yeah, the absolutely. deal, but I, I believe you can't be one of those people who sits there and is like, got to make major changes, got to make major changes. Then throw your arms in the air when they trade, of their right-handed strikeout heavy power bats, Teoscar is the easiest one to move on from because you mentioned yep. it. One year left on that deal, he still has a lot of value. I would argue he had more value than a guy probably like Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Probably. You think that's fair to say? Given the way that their last few seasons have gone, the benefit yeah. for the Blue Jays in keeping Gurriel, of course, is the fact that he's cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Teoscar is undoubtedly based on the way things have gone the past couple of seasons. The better player. So you move on from that guy. He has value. You free up. You know around 14 million dollars i suppose and you do get something in return it's not like you're just losing this guy for nothing at the end of next season and i think the way i'll look at this is this trade just looking at it by itself does not make the jays better in 2023 but gives them the ability to over the course of the next six to eight weeks make themselves a more complete team in 2023. If you can go out there and sign a contact-hitting, really good fielding guy, Brandon Nemo comes to mind. He seems like a great fit. He's now been connected to the Jays. If this move allows you to go sign a guy like Brandon Nemo and then you go get a starter as well, okay, well, maybe the Jays swapping Teoscar for Nemo and a high-end reliever and a prospect does make them better. Yeah, that's pretty much what the big needs were coming into the offseason. It was the Jays need to find a left-handed bat to go into the middle of that lineup, mix things up a little bit. It's too many right-handers in a row. I think we all agreed to that. And the bullpen had to be improved as well. I mean, there was some sentiment that, okay, there's pretty much like seven or eight guys that are solidly in the bullpen already, but... The bullpen wasn't terribly awe-inspiring last year. I mean, I'm not going to go and overreact too much to Game 2 against Seattle when they imploded because that was just an all-time implosion and these things happen in baseball. But I don't think there was too many people who were sitting there watching the Jays in September being like, you know what, this is a bullpen that's going to get us to the World Series. Eric Swanson was fantastic last year for Seattle. That's a team with a lot of good relievers, and they could afford to chuck one away for somebody else. And this is just two teams with two different needs, and it, it matched up. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. It is kind of weird, though, to make a move with the team that eliminated you. It is. It's weird. It's it, it, Honestly, in my mind, when I think about it, it's like Seattle was like, okay, Teoscar was the one guy in game two that was contributing and doing something. We better take him. That's kind of what it... That's, that's what immediately popped into my mind when I saw that it was Seattle making This deal might have been easier to stomach if they just, like, dealt him to the Mets. Yeah, this sucks. It's... um. 
we could possibly see Toronto and Seattle meet again in the playoffs next year. That wouldn't be entirely shocking at all. And yeah, oh, it's, weird. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's never fun when a player, especially one like that, one that everybody likes winds up on a team in the American league as well. And, you know, we'll have to play against him. I'll probably have to play against him in the playoffs too, which sucks, but yeah, it would have been so much easier if he could have just gone to an NL team, but at least he's not going to some garbage team, right? Like, yeah, Teoscar is a good player. He deserves to play for a winner. Or and, play yeah, and, and that's fair as well. Um, God, it will be weird. Like even just seeing the posts of him yeah, like, photoshopped into a jersey, it it is rather unsettling. Uh, we talked about where the Jays kind of go next. Actually, let let's save that for a second. Let's talk about what they got in this deal. We've, yeah. we've just spent the first. I don't think we've even said what the trade was out loud yet. No, we haven't. I'm assuming people <laughs> know it. Um, but we've gone seven and a half minutes, basically just going on about how much we're gonna miss. Teoscar Hernandez. But the Jays did get something back here. Eric Swanson, drafted by Texas in 2014, is a damn good reliever. His baseball savant page. It's impressive. Lots of red. It's very impressive. A ton of red. Like this guy can be the high leverage reliever that works perfectly in tandem with Jordan Romano. Yeah, you look at his you look at his stats, and I mean 2022, he makes 57 appearances, 1.6 ADRA. I know ERA is not the most perfect way to look at how a reliever is performing, but then you look at his strikeout numbers, 11.7 strikeouts per nine, 1.7 walks per nine. That's a really good ratio. I think on fan graphs, they had him ranked fifth when it came to strikeouts to walk ratio, which is great. We we all knew that if the Jays needed to add one thing to their pen, it's a guy who can strike guys out. And while Swanson's not the 101-mile-an-hour guy that I think we kind of maybe want to see at the back of the pen, he throws, you know, a wicked slider, has wipeout pitches, he's gotten the job done, so... A nice upgrade for the Jays. I mean, the yeah. Jays need the Jays need relievers, and we we all saw when Edwin Diaz gets paid a hundred million dollars on his contract. I mean, the other two high name relievers, two huge contracts. It's un we we it was unlikely we were going to see the Jays dish out that kind of coin to add a big name reliever. It was. It just kind of seemed like this was always going to happen over trade. Yeah. Um, the reason I am nervous about this, we talked on the last show, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't give $100 million to a reliever because the position in its nature is volatile. We see guys go from all-star to DFA'd a lot. We see guys go from DFA'd to all-star a lot. Like, that shit happens. And dishing out $100 million is a very risky move for a reliever. Going and trading Teoscar Hernandez for a reliever is also risky but the idea of bringing in a guy like Swanson who has some upside and has also proven he can do it at the major league level, I think is at least intriguing. You noted he's arbitration eligible for the first time this year. A legit piece of this bullpen. And now you start to look, you're going to have Romano. You're not going to have Eric Swanson. Jimmy Garcia is still around. Anthony Bassot is back in for next year as well. You got some dart throws with guys like Zach Pop, Zach Pop maybe a Nate Pearson factors into the bullpen. Like, it's starting to, I think, have the makeup of a group with some potential. It looks good. I think there there was always the foundation of something solid, but you needed to add more guys at the back with swing and miss stuff, and that's what Swanson is here. An interesting thing about him is he's been involved in two pretty big trades before this one as well. So you said he was drafted by Texas, and then two years later he gets moved to the New York Yankees in a deal uh, with Carlos Beltran going the other way back. And then how he winds up in Seattle is he's um, one of the prospects who goes in the James Paxton trade. Hmm. So this is the third time this guy has been involved in a pretty substantial trade since he was drafted, what, eight years ago now? So interesting stuff. Eric Swanson is the name that will impact the Major League roster, but he is not the name I'm most excited to talk about in this deal. 
That would be Adam Mako. Born, his story is tremendous. Born in Slovakia, drafted out of an Alberta school. He sounds like a hockey player. He does sound like <laughs> so a hockey that, player. That, that's the story of like a hockey player you hear about at the World Juniors. Yeah, totally. Uh, left-handed pitcher has added some velocity since being drafted. He's going to be a project, but a project with some upside and just a cool goddamn story. Like, I love it. Get a, We're two yeah. guys recording this podcast in Alberta right now talking about the Blue Jays. Give me a good Alberta boy on this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, we can never, you, you can never sit here and complain when the Jays go out and acquire a Canadian player, whether it's a, you know. Because the vibes. Le- we're yes. vi- we talk about this every time. We are a vibes podcast. And this deal, hey, Oscar, you lose a lot of vibes there. You do. We you recognize do. that. We spent seven and a half minutes talking about it. But the potential vibes in Adam Mako, yes. So what, uh, so what they're saying about Mako is, um, given the injuries he's had over the past couple of years, his first two seasons at the professional level were limited in terms of innings pitched because of a, it was rotator tendonitis. And the kind of the expectation now is that he likely figures to be a reliever at the big league level. Maybe a multi-inning reliever. He's a lefty who was a very rangy kind of, or like a rangy prospect that was very raw when he was drafted. He's put on some like muscle and bulk in the past two, three years since then and now throws quite a bit harder. Interesting arm, interesting upside. And I mean, hey, look, now we're in a situation where you could have Jordan Romano, Zach Pop, and this guy in your bullpen. Three Canadians in one bullpen. How about that? There's, I'm not creative enough to come up with it on the spot, but if that does end up being like a nice trio in the bullpen, there's a nickname there with three Canadians in your bullpen. Yeah, you got to think of some kind of trio. I'm trying to think of Canadian yeah. trios. Trio, is there a band? Three guys. Well, it'll come to us. We'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. Work on it. We're we'll going to cross that bridge when we get there. He's got to yeah. get there first. Yeah, he's going to get there. <laughs> and they've got to retain Jordan Romano as well, which a challenging thing here that we're noticing is um, the Jays aren't going to be the same team forever. Players are going to come and players are going to go. And it's yeah. it's weird seeing a guy like Tay Oscar who was he's he's always been viewed upon as kind of one of the wins that this front office had during the rebuilding years. So it starts off, they, of course, in 2016, when they're competitive, trade Drew Hutchison away for Francisco Liriano. They also get the two prospects. And then a year later, they flip Liriano to Houston. They get Teoscar back, which, huge win, because he you know develops into an all-star player, a silver slugger player. And now Teoscar is the Liriano in this situation, and he's being moved somewhere else for guys who are younger, guys who have more control, who, I don't know, maybe they... Swanson maybe it's you know who knows one of the two of them could become a fantastic Blue Jay eventually but it, it's 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 weird to kind of see a guy like Teoscar and you're like watch them come up watch them establish themselves at the big league level watch them become that player and they go and it's it's weird he's kind of the first one that was one of those one of those major young guys to go now yeah and and that's a good point this isn't quite on the level of like a bower of lad no like I was going to compare it to when the Raps traded DeRozan, right, right? Right. This isn't quite on that level, but it's along the lines of this team is taking a step from just being, you know, fringe contender to they want to become legitimate contender. They want to win playoff games. They want to go on deep runs year after year. And this is like the shitty downside of it is you have to make tough business decisions. And that's what it was with Tay Oscar. Like, there's no denying he could have helped you win a World Series. For sure. Year. But are you a more well-rounded team if you go out and take that $14 million, get an outfielder who's better defensively and more versatile at the plate and bats left, and now your bullpen's also better as well. So let's talk about that. Get some payroll flexibility here. There's no more lingering cloud of, do you have to ever commit $100 million to a Teoscar Hernandez extension or anything like that? 
But I still expect them to spend some money here. They have to. And now there's a clear void in the outfield. Yeah. Who do you like? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. I mean, like I'm saying, you this deal can't be viewed just as the trade specifically. If the Jays go and do nothing and they don't add anybody else, then this sucks. Like, losing to Oscar to add a reliever and a pitching prospect is not necessarily a championship move, but moving to Oscar and then going out and pulling off a trade for Lars Newtbar, Brian Reynolds, or Brandon Nemo, somebody like that, then, yeah, obviously that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a handful of names out there. I think Nemo's the one who immediately jumps out. They say, oh, the, the Jays are now aggr- interested in this player, which would make ton- a ton of sense. You're basically then swapping out Teoscar for another outfielder that's the same age that's going to command what you probably would have had to spend to keep Teoscar around, if not more, but has a better profile, a better fit for the team because he's better defensively, can play center field, and is a left-handed bat. And then you also have to consider, like, George Springer was eventually going to move to one of the corner outfield spots, whether it's left, whether it's right. Hard to say. There's a bit of a challenge with throwing him in right field now because of the arm injury. Oh, boy. So it's like, can he really, you know, he can't gun the ball like Teoscar did. But reality was that George Springer wasn't going to play out the entirety of his deal at center field. So, again, this was kind of just natural. But if the Jays don't do something with this cash... (laughs) <laughs> like to bring in an impact left-handed outfield bat than that this this suddenly looks a lot worse because I think we're looking at the trade right now thinking that's going to happen we're kind of like oh you know this is um Tay Oscar for good relief pitcher interesting prospect plus you know it's just like with the Oilers when it was Hall for Larson plus Pugliarvi and Adam Larson and Lucic yeah and Lucic that's right yeah, of yeah. Course. And, and that's that's a great point like it's just, it's always so hard because you have to factor in the money side of it as well. And like, also, if the Jays are very interested in a Brandon Nemo, you're not getting that guy unless you open up a spot on your roster for him. He's not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm in. And oh, I'm your fourth outfielder. I'm going to platoon with Lourdes Gurriel. Yeah, like no one's going to sign up for that. <laughs> so part of me thinks maybe they do have a pretty good read on a situation. They better, I guess, is is a, is the better way to say it, is you better be pretty damn sure you're getting a Nemo or you better be pretty damn sure you have a trade. Yeah. And I think the St. Louis connection is really, really interesting. We talk about how Seattle dealt from a surplus in their bullpen, and the Jays dealt from a surplus, right-handed power bat. Okay, well, let's do the same thing with St. Louis here. Jays have a lot of catchers. St. Louis needs catchers. St. Louis has some extra outfielders, and Lars Newtbar is the sexy name. Carlson's a really intriguing one as well. I just, I'm fascinated to see which way they go. Because the financial flexibility side of it is shot the second you sign Brandon Nemo for what's yeah. probably going to be eighty plus million dollars yeah. or on a four year deal or whatever. It'll be a big contract, a substantial contract. Yeah. So are you going to immediately lose that financial flexibility and spend it all on Nemo, or are you going to go a different route, get a Newbar or a Carlson, and then maybe you have some extra money to throw at a starting pitcher? Can you afford a starting pitcher and a Brandon Nemo? I'm, I'm fascinated to see how much Rodgers is willing to spend here. Yeah, that's that's the big mystery. We just, we really don't know. I mean, I think to the front office's credit, they've done a good job of getting Rodgers to spend some cash. They've yeah. opened up the checkbooks to sign substantial free agents, and that really wasn't the case for the Blue Jays throughout like a, 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 like a large period of time. Like I'm thinking about my life being born in 1993. The, you know, one big name free agent they signed was Russell Martin. In, ahead of 2015 and otherwise it was always trades but mm-hmm. they've in recent years there's been you know Hengen Ryu there's been Springer there's been Kevin Gosman 
major names, but given where things have moved now and players are getting older and they're having to make decisions about who's going to stick around, they made the decision that Teoscar wasn't going to get the long-term extension. They're going to have to make decisions in regards to guys like Bowen Vlad too eventually, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. No idea what to expect. Um, but who knows what, what direction Rodgers goes? Are they ever going to be willing to spend above that luxury tax threshold or is this going to be all right the Jays now have to do a little bit of a retool so that they can hand Bowen Vlad or just one of the two the big contract in the coming years and with all that in mind I think it might be more likely that we do see the Jays pull the trigger on another trade and it's you know maybe one of those St. Louis guys maybe it's Brian Reynolds or these the obvious connection there in Pittsburgh with Ben Charrington being the general manager he knows the Blue Jays farm system inside and out so that makes all kinds of sense, too. And, I mean, the Jays have other holes, too. You'd still like to add more to the bullpen, maybe another better lefty. You'd probably like to add another starter as well. Maybe it's Ross Stripling coming back. Maybe it's somebody else. But they certainly aren't done. And even though they opened up some space here, about $20 million now with Teoscar and Rymel Tapia getting designated for assignment. But it really just comes down to how far Rogers is going to let him go. Let's talk a little bit more about the 40-man roster there because they did make some decisions. You mentioned it, Zimmer and Tapia, not going to be back next season. Um, they added a few prospects there. Like Anything of note, or was it all sort of expected? Um, I don't think it was terribly unexpected that you know they didn't opt to keep around Bradley Zimmer. There's some names yeah. that I'm kind of surprised are still in the 40-man roster. Some kind of like more back end of the roster pitchers like an Anthony Kay or like a Thomas Hatch, Trent Thornton. It's hard to say if those guys are going to last all offseason or what the plan's going to be there. But um, yeah, it's nobody that was really added to the 40-man roster here ahead of the Rule 5 drafter players that you think are going to be significant contributors this season. I mean, maybe in the event of an injury, we'll see our Elvis Martinez come up and get a chance to play. Very hard to say. Uh, this is going to be one of those things where uh, Ross Atkins said today in his press conference that they think that replacing Teoscar's production could be internal. I think that's maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that happened. Come That's on. that that doesn't who's Ro- doing that Ross Atkins has has press conferences have never been his friend after situations like this so I don't know if that was the right thing to say because I think it kind of opened the interpretation that okay we're getting rid of Teoscar to save some cash and then we think that some combination of like Whit Merrifield Cavan Biggio and I don't know one of the guys that was just added to the 40 man and Addison Barger Spencer Horowitz somebody like that is going to come in and replace your silver slugger but you know, there's there are interesting names being added to the 40, interesting names that could potentially be traded this offseason as well. I imagine this Teoscar trade is not the last trade we see from the Blue Jays this offseason. I think it's going to be a winter of trades. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we'll see a signing probably for an arm, and I do think we're going to get another deal here at some point. I just, I'm very curious to see how major it is. Yeah. Like, Kirk, Mourinho, Jansen, we've obviously beaten that topic to, to death. death. Um, but that's the obvious one you're sitting on. But there's even a part of me that wonders, like, what kind of value does Santiago Espinal have? Totally hard to say. It's it's 
that's one thing that I kind of realized this year when we looked at the trades and you when when one when Juan Soto got traded out to San Diego specifically and everybody yeah. was like, Oh, this package of prospects is so bad. It's they should have gotten this guy, this guy, and this guy. We just don't know how teams value certain guys because baseball development and progression is so yep. different now. There's so much science behind it. There's all these, you know, alternate training sites and factories and pitching labs and this and that. And it's like, well, maybe you just specifically want someone that throws a certain velocity from a certain arm angle so you can make them do a certain thing. You just don't know yeah. what teams want. It's 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 so different now than it was 10 years ago. The reason I bring up Espinal is just, it's it felt like when Schneider took over, he played a lot less. He was basically yeah. put into a platoon role. So does the front office sit there and maybe there's a team, like you said, we don't know how teams, different teams also value players wildly differently. You can get one team who'd laugh at you and be like, I have no interest in a one-off all-star. And some team might sit there and be like, holy shit, if we bat that guy fifth and played him every day, he'd be a perennial all-star. And they might be willing to pay out the nose for him. So I wonder if this front office would ever sit there and get an offer for a guy like that and be like, we're good with Merrifield and Bijou as our platoon at second. And sure, give us your good starting pitcher. You know where Aspinall, to me, really, unfortunately, makes a lot of sense? And he just kind of seems like this kind of player. He seems like a Tampa Bay Ray. Yeah, he kind of does. It kind of I I hate saying that, but it just it feels like they would have him hitting sixth in the lineup and playing shortstop, and he'd be like gold glove caliber everyday defense at short, and then also put up like a seven fifty OPS batting in the six hole and driving a bunch of runs, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, this was news we got. Um, just popped in my head. Ryan Yarbrough, yeah. not being brought back by the Rays, the Jays killer could be out of the yeah. division. Yeah, that'd be nice. We'll watch him just wind up signing with like the Yankees or Baltimore or something like that. That guy just feels like he has AL East for his career written all over him. Totally. Uh, all right. Got to give some love to our friends at Points Bet Canada. Talked about the World Series odds on uh, the last episode of the show. I don't think this Tay Oscar move really does a whole heck of a lot for might move. Might move Seattle ahead of Toronto now until Toronto finds their lefty bat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll move that quick. But the Jays saw, they were just like, you know what? Seattle beat us in the playoffs. What are we going to do? Make it a little bit easier for them to beat us again. Or do they finally have the high-end bullpen arm to push them over the yeah, top man. and not blow an 8-1 lead? Yeah, if the Jays had Eric Swanson, maybe they don't blow an 8-1 lead in the playoffs. Boy, that's depressing. <laughs> um, anyways, our friends at Points by Canada, they got odds for everything, including the Toronto Raptors, who are minus 120 favorites tonight, as Kyle Lowry makes his return to Toronto with the Miami Heat. Shout out to our friends at Points Bet Canada. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, 
and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, to wrap this up here, Coomzy, anything else that kind of jumps off the page to you from this MLB offseason? Uh, we talked about stripling, no qualifying offer there. There's a couple of guys that have accepted the qualifying offer. One of them is Martin Perez in Texas. And I think kind of similar age, uh, Stripling and Perez are different pitchers, obviously, mm-hmm. but you look at Perez, given the season he just had, he was fantastic for Texas. He was easily their best pitcher. And he accepts the one-year offer. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that Stripling would have taken it, but I think there's a pretty good chance that the Jays had qualified Stripling based on what the other pitchers are doing. He probably would have taken it. Yeah. Kind of a random thing to bring up. But Jock Peterson also one. accepted his qualifying Jock Peterson, offer. that's a lefty bat that the Blue Jays now can't acquire, unfortunately. Uh, Tyler Anderson signed a deal with the LA Angels. It that's is very funny. I saw someone make this joke on Twitter. Um, you look at that Angels rotation, and it's like, holy shit. That's like actually pretty good. Otani, Tyler Anderson, Reed Detmers. I'm forgetting a few other guys as well. And it's like, how is this going to blow up for them? Because you oh, know yeah. it's not going to finish the year good. Well, there's also there's no guarantee that they go into the season with one of those guys. I still think uh, this yeah. is my prediction. Patrick Sandoval, who I was forgetting. Yes, that's right. Still think there's a Shohei Otani trade on the horizon here. I think it's going to happen. I have a feeling it's all vibes. It doesn't mean anything. I don't know anything. Um, Tyler Anderson gets a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. That kind of feels like a Ross Stripling kind of deal, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you'd think that. I mean, Tyler Anderson has a bit more of a track record of being a proven starter, but people forget as well. You know, this isn't Ross Stripling's first good season. He was. Speaking of one-and-done All-Stars with Santiago Espinal, he was also an All-Star in 2017 with the Dodgers when their entire pitching staff was injured. Or maybe it was 2018. It was one of those two years. So, I mean, he does have, like, uh, somewhat of a pedigree. So that, that that contract for Anderson does make sense for Stripling. Would you do that if you're the Jays? Would you bring him back at that number? Three years? It's a bit long. I'd probably only want to do long. two. If you... Stripling for three years at $39 million or Verlander for one year at $40 million? Well, Verlander said now he wants the Scherzer deal, which was, what, three years, like 40 mil per, something like that, 35, 40 per? That's what Verlander says that's what he's looking for. Yeah. It looks like based on the season that he had. I wouldn't give him that. That's a bit long. Like that, that's, that's, a sub, uh, that's a substantial commitment for somebody of that age. I think you'd yeah. rather... Because, I mean, even with the Mad Scherzer was dealing with injuries this year. That's, yep. a, that's, a, that's I would a do... One. As dumb as this might sound, considering what we just saw Justin Verlander do, I would save the money and take three by 39 for Stripling before I go 120 to Verlander. I just feel like the Verlander deal could blow up in your face so bad. He struggled to stay healthy in the past. Yes, it's true. It's And you just, you just never know. You don't know what to expect when you have pitchers at this age. You're like, there, there ain't much of a track record. Yeah. There just aren't that many guys that pitch for this long, especially now in this day and age and like the, the higher velocity. So... Mm. That is a risk. Maybe it's the one-year Jacob deGrom, one-year 50 Schmills. That's what the Jays need to do. Oh, boy. They've opened up the, the salary cap room. Look, we're talking like hockey fans now. I know. Like, it's it's so weird. That's what I kept finding myself thinking when I was um, reading everything about the Teoscar trade on Twitter today. I was just like, oh, yeah, this will help them fit under the cap. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no cap. Come on, idiot. Come right? on. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's that. It's it. This is a. I'm just circling back, kind of the beginning, just thinking out loud. This is a weird trade to stomach. It's a really weird one, because yeah. logically it makes a lot of sense, but it just it 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 just sucks seeing a guy like that go. Vibe killer. It's a vibe killer. It sucks. Mm-hmm. That's that's the shame with 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 
with rebuilds and you fall in love with prospects and then those prospects, some of them make it and it's just, wow, I've watched this guy's entire career and then they're gone. The best vibes outcome for this offseason would have been you move on from a shitload of prospects to bring in impact pieces that perfectly complement this lineup and you don't have to trade anyone. But that's just not the way it's going to work and this isn't going to be at least, and I think you'll agree with me on this, this isn't going to be the only trade that makes us sad this no. offseason. I think we very well could see a, like we talked about, Kirk Moreno or Jansen. Jansen's one of those guys yeah, that we've watched thing. develop from nothing to being what feels like an established veteran. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll do another one of these pods kind of whenever we get news, I think, is, yeah. is the way we're going to roll these out. So uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from as well. And keep it locked, thejaysnation.com. There will be lots of content, lots of things happening, lots of speculation and thoughts and analysis and such. Coombsy's got it all covered over on the site. In the meantime, shout out to Points Bet Canada and our friends at DoorDash. Once again, that promo code is GAMEDAY25. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of BGN Radio, and we will chat with you next time. There is news, Coombsy. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.